Hello, it's Sunday night here at the Eastercon. I did a podcasting workshop up in Room 41, and it was a lot of fun. I had Martin Easterbrook there and interviewed him about nothing in particular, just a few general questions. The aim was we were going to try and get out a podcast and put it out all in the one session. It proved impossible to do, but uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. I got some interesting questions from the audience, and I really enjoyed it. So here is the interview with Martin Easterbrook, who is, well, together with Margaret Austin, are the fan guests of honour. Right, hello, Martin Easterbrook, fan guest of honour at Eastercon. Pleased to meet you. Thank you. Fan guest of honour at Eastercon, is, uh, this is your, your first time being a fan guest of honour or not? It's the first time being a fan guest of honour in the UK. Uh, Margaret and I have been fan guests of honour in Sweden and we were fan guests of honour in Zagreb as well. And how are you finding the experience? I mean, it, um, d- does it feel strange? It feels really strange <laughs> because when your background is in convention running, as mm-hmm. ours is, Everything is backwards. It's as though you took your professional guests of honour and said, now we're going to make you characters in somebody else's book. Ah. You have to keep remembering it's not your convention. It's not your toy to play with anymore. Oh, dear. And uh, so this particular convention, um, have you any, anything you'd like to say about this particular convention? Anything you've noticed that either could be done better or things that you've seen done here that are done particularly well? Um, The thing that has been done particularly well, actually, is that that this convention has a lot of people in it, Uh and yet it hasn't seemed crowded in the main. Just (laughs) The only problem we had is recently we're trying to find somewhere to sit down and have a coffee between two programme items, and every single chair in the building is full of somebody. Oh, that's always a problem, yes. I've seen... uh, people mentioning, particularly in the atrium, it would be nice if a lot of that water disappeared and we had more chairs. Yeah, yeah. it is a lovely atrium, though. <laughs> it is. It looks beautiful. So, your high point at this convention, uh, the moment you've enjoyed? The moment I've enjoyed best. Oh, I think it's got to be George R. R. Martin talk. Ah, yes, yes. I mean, you know, he does what it says on the tin. He, he does really entertaining presentations in person as well as his books, and he's got a lot of background knowledge that comes out in those interviews. So uh, over the years then, uh, when did you first come into fandom? Um, I came in about 73. My first convention was TimeCon in 74, which was the first multi-stream convention in the UK. Uh, was that a conscious decision then, or did it just grow to ridiculous proportions? Or? It, I'm sorry, it, it, I didn't mean ridiculous, I'm yeah. just meant big it, I think it was, it, was, <laughs> it was a conscious decision on the part of people who were running that convention, mm-hmm. and it worked extremely well. It was what I describe as, as science fiction convention running as interrogation technique. <laughs> they had so much happening, you were so disoriented by different numbers of people. It's not like today where you have got some exposure to Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin before you came along. Mm. You know, I came along and my major event of that was Anne McCaffrey trod on my foot. <laughs> right. That sounds kind of normal, but you know, real writers. Anne McCaffrey trod on my foot. James Blish was doing a major part in the convention play. And I'd never realised the writers themselves would get so involved in the convention. Mm. And has that stayed the same, do you think? The same feeling of encountering? I mean, when somebody new comes into a convention now, do they still get that same excitement? Do you see that? 
I, I think it's something that you've got to concentrate on as a convention committee. It's actually really difficult for a person coming into a convention, particularly as a, a convention of this size, to get to know other people. Mm-hmm. The convention itself, you know, you can, you can go and you can be knocked out by the panels and presentations like George R. R. Martin's. But what really keeps you in fandom is getting to know a number of people that you associate with after the convention. You get to come back and meet them again at future conventions. And, and gradually, if you get into that, you know, you're meeting people all over the world. I, you know, I remember going to a Polish convention and wandering around with some Swedes and some Belgians. And it was really different than the ordinary holiday. You'd go, well, that's yeah. strange. Do you do that in your country? And they say, no, we don't do that. And then Norwegians say, yeah, we do something like that. You know, it's not the kind of experience you get if you restrict yourself just to, to one narrow set of, of friends. I can imagine so. Right, I, I would love to talk to you more, but I think we're, we're going to try and wrap this up so we can get this podcast sorted and done and okay. out. So I shall stop this recording. And we stopped there and we struggled and strained, but still we couldn't manage to get the podcast all done in one go. However, we tried and we enjoyed ourselves. Good night and bye.